0: just go to Cars.com. It's Magical.
2: FinSider Radio, the Jake and Josh show, is SB Nation's official podcast about your Miami Dolphins. Check out FinSider.com for more Miami Dolphins content and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on Twitter. Jake can be found at JMendel94. Josh can be found at H-O-U-T-Z or just House. The show is made possible by Dolphins everywhere, so be sure to rate and comment, share your thoughts, and let us know how we are doing. Now, let's get on with the show.
1: We're back, and no, I don't mean that in a Cam Newton kind of way. Welcome in, folks, to a victory Cyber Monday episode of your favorite Miami Dolphins podcast, SB Nation's FinCider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show. I am your host, Josh Houts. We have a lot to talk about after an impressive 33-10 win over the Carolina Panthers. But first, let me welcome in the one, the only, Jake Mendel. How's it going today, Jake? Josh,
2: 33-10, the Miami Dolphins entered Woo. Sunday's game as home underdogs my friend can you believe that and here we are I had to I got to sit there man for the four o'clock games for the late night game and just say what a wonderful day of football Josh because the dolphins did it in every single way. Duke Riley, he blocked a pump for a touchdown in the first quarter. Uh, Justin Coleman, he captured that, brought it into the end zone. Jalen Waddell set a new career high with 137 receiving yards, waddling his way to the end zone. And, man, you mentioned Cam Newton, and what a great day he had. He was sacked, I think it was one time, but only completed five passing
1: attempts. Josh, what a crazy day Sunday was for the Miami Dolphins what a wild game Jake and I don't know that it would have been the same if you know the guy I was praising all week long Christian McCaffrey didn't go down you know this may have been a little bit of a different game no, he was but, healthy I don't know what you're talking about but that Miami <laughs> but that Miami Dolphins defense like I don't know man I, as much as I hyped up Christian McCaffrey would if he have even made a difference in this I mean when he was out there the Dolphins seemed to have an answer for him and Cam Newton you mentioned it 5 of 20 for what 92 yards and interception I mean he was rattled all game long but everything changed Jake when Duke Riley blocked that punt. I mean that was game changing I mean from there on the Dolphins never looked back but what a great play by Duke Riley a guy who you know kind of a special teams ace picked up in the offseason came in there and made a huge punt block and then you know like you mentioned Justin Coleman scooping that bad boy up and scoring so perfect start to the game and like like I said everything from there on was just beautiful if you're a Dolphins fan.
2: And that seems like a, a Brian Flores victory, doesn't it? Where there's some sort of crazy special teams play, and that's with Jason Sanders mixing an extra point. I think we said that in our uh, previous show that there was going to be um, missed
1: kicks involved. But Josh, it the ended, Dolphins did now. You, did you see it ended his streak at 69? He had 69 consecutive extra points. So not nice. No, no. Well, what, it was nice because then if he made it, he might have missed at the time. Years. At least yeah. we can say 69. Nice.
2: With that, Josh, (laughs) the team has a 9% chance of making it up to the playoffs. So, Josh, they're alive. You know, we can sit here and complain about, you know, losses to the Jaguars, even losses to the Colts at the time, loss to the Raiders at the time. Look a little more disappointing. But, Josh, the Dolphins scored 33 points. Do you know the last time this team
1: scored 33 points in a game? Was that floating around on Twitter? Did you happen to look that up? It, it was floating around on Twitter, but I I did not retain that information. Please tell me, you know, do you know Cardinals game,
2: man, last year when we first saw Tua, like what the, the ceiling could be for, you know, the, the fir- former first round pick quarterback was when he went toe to toe with Kyler Murray. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, in the last two games, uh, the Dolphins have gone off. It was a pretty strong performance for the Miami Dolphins quarterback. Uh, Josh, Tua was 27 completions of his 31 pass attempts, 230 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, for me personally, man, that touchdown pass to Jalen Waddell, it came on a third and long. The Miami Dolphins and a third and long uh, inside the 10-yard line, I mean, those things do not mix well. So the fact the Dolphins were able to overcome a situation like that was pretty impressive of me. Uh, you look at someone like Tua, the
1: performance he had, what stood out to you? A little bit of everything, Jake. And I love that you brought up Kyler Murray because I have it pulled up here. He's the one of four players in NFL history to have back-to-back games with an 80% or better completion percentage that is since 1950. He is the only player in Miami Dolphins history to ever have that feat. So, so hard for me. Some days I come on here and I feel like I need to be too hard on Tua. other days. I come on here and I feel like I need to defend him, but f- all that, man. I mean, the way he played this Sunday was just absolutely impressive as all hell. He looked decisive, looked like a surgeon out there, you know, playing operation completed 27 to 31 attempts for 230 yards. His 87.1 pass completion was the best of his career. And as Travis, Wingfield mentioned over his first 16 starts, Tuatungavalos completed 351 of 524 attempts for 3,515 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That leaves him with a 90.5 passer rating. He also had six rushing touchdowns and is currently eighth in QBR. Yes, I'm using a stat. I have no idea what it is. And I believe it is made up, which is actually one spot in front of God's favorite son, Patrick Mahomes. So Tua Tungvalu, again, he's getting better every week. That's all you can ask of him. Manipulates and moves around the pocket like a wizard. And I don't know about you, Jake, but when you're playing against the best defense or I guess the best secondary in all of football statistically, and he goes out there and just, again, looks dialed in, completing things like he's a quarterback on all Madden. I mean, you really cannot ask for anything more from him. So Tua Tungvalu looked awesome. And if this is the quarterback that the Dolphins have, if he can do this week in and week out, I mean all those Deshaun Watson rumors. I mean, this is my quarterback, ride or die. Loved what I saw about the two, a of a low. What about you?
2: Yeah, you know, you see the 33 points and you're kind of hoping that this would be a strong game for, you know, a couple different players on the offense. But Josh, I mean, the numbers stand out. It's Jalen Waddle. I mean, he had... The best game of his young career so far he caught nine of ten targets that came his way 137 yards and <laughs> i don't know if this is something that's ever happened to you but uh my tv froze right when he caught the ball in his 50 yard uh 57 yard reception and i was trying to figure out if i thought he'd be caught or not and and i gotta be honest man i was a little surprised he was caught on that play i mean it seemed like he had an open lane uh to get pretty deep into the um secondary there but again to be able to convert on that third and eight, third and nine, whatever it was from inside the 10-yard line, that is huge. Uh, He averaged 15.2 yards per reception. And, Josh, he has topped 60 yards in every game of this winning streak. So when you see that Tua-Waddle connection, man, that is the one thing that stands out about that offense. No Will Fuller, uh, no Devontae Parker. The guys who have been in and out, you know, the struggles the running game has had. Jalen Waddle and Tua, that's been the one consistent so far as the Dolphins,
1: you know, like I just said, ballooned that winning streak a little bigger. And we knew the chemistry was there from their days at Alabama, but I mean, I just, it just looks like they're getting stronger every week. And I mean, he's starting to become one of those dominant receivers. I mean, as crazy as that is to sound, you know, when you think about how they truly have not yet opened things up and let him do some of those deep things. So I've been so impressed with what Jalen Waddle has done. Jake, I do have this nice stat here from ESPN's Marcel Luis Jacques. Jalen Waddle is the second most targeted wide receiver in football during the Dolphins four game winning streak. He is second in the NFL in both receiving yards with 346 and receptions with 29 over that time. To go one step even further, Waddle is the NFL's third most targeted receiver since to a return from IR. He leads the league with 50 reception and is second in receiving with 528, trailing only. Cooper Cups. So again, I mean, this guy has been impressive. The timing that Jalen Wild and Tua Tangavaloa have displayed has just been incredible. And he even mentioned on that touchdown route, it's more like a timing route going out there. Game plan. And Tua just dotted it. It was a real good ball. He fitted in there, paused, and then he just started laughing. And then they asked him how the window was, Jake, and he just said, Oh yeah. It was tight. So I don't know if you saw that, but it was just awesome to see, I guess the personality in Jalen Waddle, because you see him waddling out in the field, doing things like that. But um, it was just awesome to see him go out there and look dialed in. And honestly, I mean, of a different player he is when Tua is out there. I mean, we didn't say the same things about him when Jacoby Brissett was out there slugging along. And you know, just before we turn the page and maybe move on to the run game, Jake, I want to talk about one thing with Tua, and it is that he is going out there and executing, but he's truly not doing anything, you know, that mind-boggling, right? He's not making some right. of those crazy rocket passes that some fans might want to see, but he's going out there and reading the defense and taking what they're giving him. And I just love how you know how poised he looks in the pocket with how much everything around him is just imploding. You know, those tackles look like turnstiles at times. I mean. He just stands tall and makes the right decision. At least yesterday, right? Makes the right decision, makes the right throw, and he he looks like the quarterback that Dolphin fans thought he'd be when they drafted him fifth overall. Uh,
2: Josh, he was sacked twice. On one of them, he. Seemed to be going through the right progression. Um, he stepped up in the pocket. He moved to his left, and then I just don't know if it's just because defensive linemen are absolute monsters. But he was pulled down by his jersey. Uh, that that was a little, you know, frustrating at the time because I think the score was still seven to three. Uh, the Dolphins really started to turn it on from that point. Uh, but, Josh, you're 100% right. You know, you, you see these few couple mistakes every game, and that still is is true. And I think we need to acknowledge that when we look in the big picture, the perspective of is this guy going to be your quarterback long-term. Uh, but then you have to consider, man, that is you know the second favorite target on the day was Derm Smythe, who caught five of five targets for 32 yards. Mike Gesicki, uh, the Panthers made a point to have guys around him. He caught only three uh Targets, he caught all of them for 17 yards. Albert Wilson, five of six uh, for 17 yards. Man, I thought he really struggled. Uh, But considering that this offense doesn't really have anyone that can break things open other than Jalen Waddle, I thought they moved the ball pretty well. It was a clean, a tight ship. And I think Tua understands that. And when you see him get frustrated at Austin Jackson, you see him get frustrated at Albert Wilson uh, for the false start penalties that the dolphins did have. You see how those things can really derail the dolphins offense. You do wonder if it's less limitations of the quarterback, but limitations of the receivers that the dolphins are using. I think there was an Isaiah Ford reception where he caught it and he cut up field and he started to, trip and you wonder if that's something Will Fuller would have done or Devante Parker would have done or that'd be a play you'd see go 20 or 30 yards so I guess that's where Josh when we look at what two is doing uh, you have to be excited about it and you do wonder if is this his uh, box that we're putting him in is he going to be this guy who can slice and dice or is he going to be a guy who might have this another layer once you know the offensive line gets a little better
1: once the offense plays cleanly and once there are some receivers around that can make some plays And I think what should have fans most exciting is that every week we're starting to see him just start to get better and better. I mean, we mentioned a lot of those boneheaded plays, but besides he had a drop snap, I think. Reader bowled one under his legs to him for that one fumble, but I think think Tua did have a drop ball. So, I mean, if you want to count that as that negative play, yes, he's had one throughout every game, but every week he just seems to get better, and you got to love what you see out of that, Jake. One thing that was a little concerning, and I mentioned the reader uh, fumble, the poor snap there. I mean, they brought Cameron Tomman later in the game. So I can't wait for Michael Dieter to hopefully be healthy, maybe get him back out there because what we saw from Michael Dieter, you know, at least when he was healthy earlier in the year was enough to give us promise, Jake. And speaking of promise, I can't help but feel a little bit of promise surrounding what we saw to Philip Lindsay yesterday, carried the ball 12 times for 42 yards. And completely honest, Jake, he ran like his hair was on fire. I mean, this looked like a guy who was determined. I mean, I don't know if you saw his press conference at the end of the game, but he said, you know, getting on the plane to head to Miami, he looked at his son, he saw the defeated look in his face, never wanted to have to see that look in his kid's face again. So, I mean, you could kind of see that style of play when he was out there. I mean, he looked decisive. He was not taking, you know, he did not hesitate. At all to hit those holes like we may have seen in weeks past from Miles Gaskin, but to the point, I mean, Miles Gaskin also played well, carried the ball 16 times, 49 yards, and had those two touchdowns. So um, all season long, Jake, we've been waiting for the run game to come together. It looks like we might finally have something there. Give me your thoughts on the run game, especially on what you saw to Philip Lindsay, Josh. We really saw a balanced attack from the Dolphins' offense. You look, the team had
2: 22 first downs, only two of those were from penalties, 11 passing first downs, nine rushing first downs, and. I don't want to jump in and say it caught me off guard, but man, were you expecting Philip Lindsay to even play on this in this game? I mean, he was signed on what Tuesday he was claimed on waivers. I pretty much assumed he would not be active this quickly, especially what we saw to Duke Johnson. Um, that gives me a big sign that man, I think Philip Lindsay he might become a big part of this offense. I thought he ran the ball pretty well. Um, just four carries less than Miles Gasson. I did think he started to run, run the ball a lot more when the Dolphins were leading by, you know, 15, 20 points. Um, I think the Panthers were shut out in the second half. So it could have been simply that the Dolphins, you know, needed somebody to eat up snaps, but I think he played well enough where he was given the opportunity and he made the most of it to say, hey, maybe he starts to get more of a volume in the running game moving forward.
1: I absolutely think he will. And I'm with you. I did not expect to see him out there nearly as much. I definitely didn't expect to see him carry the ball 12 times for 42 yards. And I think what was most impressive was, you know, everyone was dropped down in the box. Everyone in the stadium knew they were running the football. And Philip Lindsey was still able to be productive. Most impressive also was that blocking mean, Hassan Reddick came untouched off the edge, beat Liam Eikenberg. And, and Philip Lindsey made a play over there, got enough on the block to allow two enough time to hit. Jalen Wild on that 57 yarder. So that play never even happens if Lindsey's not in the game. So you saw a little bit of the reason why the Dolphins claimed him. And just to wrap up the whole Philip Lindsey thing, this is what he said at the end of the game on that block he made. Uh, That doesn't take town. All it takes is determination and effort and being of the dog mentality to say, I'm not going to let my quarterback a hit. Honestly, that's what it's all about. In my head, how I process things, I'm a little crazy. But how I process things is I'm protecting this man, his health, and everything about him. If I sit here and let him go, and I let him get hit, his family is watching this. My family is watching this, and that's just a bad thing. So you know that plus the whole defeated look on his kid's face. I mean, listening to Philip Lindsay, uh, you know he has a fan of me, and I'm excited to see what him, Miles Gaskin, and even Salomon Met. I mean, he had five touches, 17 yards, average 3.4 per carry. So. We're starting to see this run game come together. It's starting to be – we're starting to open those things up in the RPO. And, you know, this Miami Dolphins offense, Tua said it, it's starting to look a lot like that offense. We had hoped they looked back in September. I'm just hoping it's not too little too late. Josh, man, (laughs) Phil Lindsay has this PR stuff
2: down. He is someone who he wants these quotes to be out there. He wants someone who has – who wants to have a big fan base behind him, especially you cannot blame him considering uh, these responses he's giving to us. But, Josh, the real story of yesterday's game – Sunday's game that is depending on when you're listening to the show was the defense so let's take a little break and let's talk about Xavier Howard Christian Wilkins Jalen Phillips going into the ring of honor and more right after this break
0: this is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay hello I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight we'll break down we break down who will be cutting cut what are you two doing sorry Chip
1: Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void hip prohibitive. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Snacket.SBNation.com. Jake, you mentioned how dominant this defense looked. I mean, they put cam newton through the ringer he had no idea what was going on they did the same to the backup pj walker you mentioned a bunch of different players christian wilkins and his five tackles you know you mentioned xavier howard and his interception but the guy i want to talk about is the man you mentioned that's going to be in the ring of honor already and that is jalen <laughs> phillips i will sense that out i have it written down here he ranked <laughs> not he had an elite pff grade of a 90 he Had three sacks seven total pressures and only 24 pass rushing attempts and he had a batted pass but honestly jake i mean he looked unguardable at times I mean you saw the one play where he completely pushed back the left tackle then hit the dude with a spin move and met AVG at the quarterback I mean he was all over the field he was playing with his hair on fire and it just goes back to what we're starting to see out of some of these young players as the season progresses as they become more comfortable you know you're starting to see what type of playmakers the Dolphins saw when they drafted him so you mentioned Jalen Waddle we're talking about Jalen Phillips now Javon Holland I mean everything about this rookie class at least these top picks have been an absolute home run and you know for all the criticism Chris Greer gets we do have to tip our hat to him because he looks like he hit on some pretty damn good players. What a great day to be, Chris Greer. Josh, and we spoke about it before about
2: how when you have someone like Jalen Phillips coming in and you want him to just not play on, you know, passing downs, you want him to be a well-rounded defensive end. And that's why you drafted him where you did. And this guy was drafted to be one of the best defensive ends in the 2021 draft. And you see what happens when you let a guy develop for a little bit, right? I don't think he's going to be able to absorb a block from the left tackle spin off another guy and then wind up at the quarterback you know week two or week three of them ever playing in the NFL you kind of see what happens and Josh I think when you see players like Jalen Phillips I think that is when you know if we wanted to have the big picture conversation of is Brian Flores the guy you know should they clean house yada 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 is hey you see this growth you see the direction and you know when the team was one in seven uh breaking news obviously everything looks better when you're winning but there wasn't that direction you didn't see how this growth was really going to uh start building but you see that specifically in Jalen phillips man and everyone else is also benefiting from it uh andrew van ginkle he If we were looking at his stat line, Josh, like 15 years ago, we wouldn't have thought he did too, too much. Uh, But now we keep track of things like, you know, he batted down a pass and he also had four quarterback hits despite not having a sack. You know, those are the plays that really add up, you know, that's what leads to, you know, Javon Holland having another great day. Uh, 90 PFF grade. He was thrown at once. He intercepted it, man. It was just an overall great day to kind of put your feet up and enjoy watching the dolphins just kind of
1: stack that stat sheet a little bit for once. You know I love to talk about Jalen Phillips, so I'll just quick say this: He's now second with most sacks in 2021 among rookies. He has seven, six and a half, I believe. I think that's more than Jason Taylor had. So you know, let's put him in the Ring of Honor. And it's uh, already there. Him, we don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, let's put him in the Ring of Honor. Let's let's throw J- Jalen Phillips in there and. Um, But Jake, Javon Holland, I mean, he has been so damn impressive as of late. I mean, he's just all over the field. We saw another interception here. Again, I just can't help but just be excited about everything we're starting to see from this defense. All these young players starting to come together. You know, yes, they're one or two pieces away, but I mean, whenever they need a big play, they're stepping up and they stepped up big this Sunday.
2: Yeah. Brandon Jones wasn't out there and Holland still, you know, he stuck out as one of the better players in that secondary And Josh. This isn't this what we kind of expected. We realized that Chris Greer, Brian Flores, these guys had their pick at the first safety taken in the 2021 NFL draft. You have a secondary that has Xavier Howard that has Byron Jones. You wonder, Hey, can we get a safety that has the talent and just kind of throw him back there and know that he's going to go into such a great situation, come in and start playing well. That's what we're seeing in a Javon Holland where it took him, you know, five games to understand what he's doing. Um, Xavier Howard, Josh, you, I think you mentioned it has an inter had another interception. The dolphins defense that give up one big play was a reception to DJ Moore. I think it was Byron Jones in coverage. Uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but again, it's the type of defense, the dolphins run, man, that's going to happen sometimes. Obviously you don't want it to happen. You're not happy when it does happen. Uh, but that's the hand you're playing, uh, when you blitz like the way the dolphins do and, you know, I guess when you give up 10 points and you have one big play, I guess you can let it slide.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think coming into this game, no one was truly worried about, you know, what Cam Newton's arm was going to do. I don't think anybody even was concerned about PJ Walker, you know, the XFL legend, but um, once Cam, (laughs) once McCaffrey went down, once you could see the dolphins had an, had an answer for that run game. I mean, we knew it was going to be a long day. You mentioned Xavier Howard. I have this from NFL and CBS. He is the fastest player to 25 career interceptions since 1990. He's done it in 67 games. So um, I don't know if you saw the picky yeah, ad Jake, but I mean, he looked stickier than glue. I mean, he looked like a fly just landed in a Venus fly trap and you know, he looked like Peter Pan's shadow and the, the secondary allows the Dolphins to do those things that you talked about. Show all those exotic blitzes and It's all coming together. The perfect storm. We got the Giants coming up, man. Then the bye, then the Jets. We're going to be back at seven and seven. Let's talk about it. We're going to be back at seven and seven. And we're going to have the playoffs on the horizon. You mentioned it in the hunt. Nine percent chance, Jake. I I don't know where else we go from here, man. What about the waddle touchdown? I want to talk about that dance. Did you hear about that? The little penguin waddle dance and where that derived? What, What do we have to give for you to record
2: yourself doing that dance? Because I think that's what anybody would really want to see out of all this.
1: You just could have asked, I guess. <laughs> I mean, all right, all right. Were but, hoping uh, for, that's what I you gotta like do. A Philip Lindsay hundred yard game or something like that. We'll go with something like that. Tua I was gonna say touchdowns. just attach the video. Just pop Perfect. it right on. Get Perfect. some retweets
2: on it. <laughs> but Josh, what what I do have to say too is I'm I mean, the synergy on this defense is just so damn impressive. I mean, Cam Newton completing five of 21 attempts. I mean, that is the worst performance since Joey Harrington back in 2004 completed five of 22 attempts. And man, just synergy, synergy, synergy about this group. You have guys like Eric Rowe and Jerome Baker coming up, making stops against the run. And then you have Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, Emmanuel Agba. Andrew Van Ginkle meeting at the quarterback. It's been a fun, fun group to see uh, the Dolphins. Like I said, they went the last half a game uh, without allowing point. Josh, I think they're averaging 12 and a half points over the last four games. It's fun, man, having a team that's winning a couple football games. It's fun. You you started talking about the playoffs. That's something uh, we definitely got to start thinking about. That 9% chance isn't too promising, but it's better to talk about this instead of who might be the next coach of the
1: Dolphins certainly is, and I think that's where we would have been if they would have lost this game. That's the first thing we would have turned to. You know, Chris Fire, Chris Greer, you know, yep. we need a new head coach, but they win, and now we're praising all Chris Greer's picks. That's just the way it works. Before we wrap up the podcast, Jake, I want to throw this out there. Duke Riley said, we work so hard, and we work together. I said it in another interview. I want to say this. This team is closer than any team I've been on. We've all... We are always doing stuff together off the field, and I think that's what's most important. We just have fun every day. So an interesting little tidbit about this young Miami Dolphins nucleus that's starting to come together. And as you see, the sky's the limit when everyone is playing at their very best. Jake, another Victory Monday. Hopefully we're doing this again next week. We will be back on Wednesday. Maybe we'll get some Will Fuller. Maybe some Devontae Parker. There is no way.
3: Maybe
2: at (laughs) least some Michael Dieter. Maybe, please. I don't know. Who knows what will happen, but... We will talk to you then. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to know exactly when our shows hit the radio. You got to follow Josh on Twitter at H-O-U-T-Z. I mean, he has clips of every single play. Relive that game over and over. So be sure to do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy your Fins victory up. Cyber Monday. <laughs> That, wow, you you just you just completed your transformation to like Walmart advertiser. That was uh-huh. Fitsider Radio, great. part
3: of the Fitsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins.